Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Broadcasting live from the CKTV studios in Niagara, it's the Kevin Jack Show. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text Kevin with your thoughts and opinions at 61010-610-2582. And a fantastic Friday to you. I am Jim Fannin. Filling in for Barb. Just filling in for Kevin. Kevin's on vacation. So you're stuck with me here till 7 o'clock. Going to kick the weekend off right for you. We've got a great show planned for you today. First off, Niagara and St. Catharines is becoming the festival capital of the earth. Niagara Craft Beer Festival rolls in August 22nd to 24th. Brian Kerr, the founder of said festival and the Canadian Craft Beer Association is in. We're going to talk about that. He'll be coming up after this break. Then at the bottom of the hour, ubiquitous synergy seeker Jason Human Kebab Parsons comes in. At the bottom of the hour, he'll call in from Vancouver, I believe. His partner, Ash Boo Schultz. And actually... They've got a third member now. Matt Murphy from St. Catharines plays drums for these guys. USS is blowing up. Good Canadian band. Hard to put a label on what kind of music they actually play. It's popular. That label they'll wear proudly. So Jason Human Kebab Parsons comes in from Ubiquitous Synergy Seeker, also known as USS. He's going to call us at 530. We'll have a couple segments with him. Rob Hubbard is in. He's the new coach of the Fort Erie Meteors, the Junior B hockey team down in Fort Erie. We'll come in and mix it up with him. We'll talk some hockey, maybe get into a little politics and radio, old radio guy. And then after 6 o'clock, we've got a political announcement for you. I teased at the, well, got up at 4.30 this morning and then couldn't get back to sleep. I was so cranked about the announcement. <laughs> we'll get to that after 6 o'clock. And... We will take your calls if you've got any questions for the guests. Human Kebab, Rob Hubbard, Brian Kerr from Niagara Craft Beer Festival. And we're going straight till 7 o'clock tonight. Lots happening today. Sad day for the NRP. Joe Mellon Jr., 33 years old, of the NRP, leaves two kids behind. What a sad day. Heart-wrenching story today. Who isn't moved by a story like this? Coming home from a long shift. And we'll find out more details about what happened, but at least we know for sure the girl involved in the accident, 24-year-old, is in serious, well, has serious injuries. And Joe Mellon, we've been playing a bunch of his music today. Quite the character, apparently. Sad day for the NRP. We'll get a couple bumpers out with some of his music on it. Geneva Street is closed. Mike Garrett, Mike Garrett photoshopped a picture of said sinkhole and then put a Walter Sensor sticker, Walter Sensic for mayor sticker on top of it. 
and said creative marketing by the Senza campaign. They've sponsored the sinkhole. Nicely done. But Geneva Street is closed between Dunlop and Russell. So don't take your chances going down there. You think Friday traffic is bad in St. Catharines normally. Well, it's extra bad tonight. So stay away from that area. And coming up on the Sunday show, Jim Fannin show, we do a little show here at noon on Sundays from noon to one. Create create a habit of bringing in local and not so local, but musical acts, but most of them have been local. This week on Sunday, Jen Chapin is in town already, staying in Port Dalhousie with some family. Jen Chapin is the daughter of Harry Chapin. Yes, that Harry Chapin. Cats in the Cradle, Taxi. Jen's coming up. She's got a bunch of shows in Port Dalhousie. She's got a couple gigs Friday. She's at Sessions on the River. And then Sunday evening, she plays the Mate Cafe here in St. Catharines downtown. And Chris was nice enough. The owner of the Mate Cafe was nice, nice enough to let me scoop her first. So she comes in at noon on Sunday to play us some music and give us a quick interview. 905-688-2582. You have your digits. one 610 ckTB Pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. Is always a free call. 61010. That's 61010. If you bang those digits into that little black box of yours, it'll come straight to me in the booth. Patrick Smolarik running the board today. And next, we're going to talk about Niagara Craft Beer Festival. August 22nd to 24th, the headliners on Friday night are Human Kebab, Saturday night are The Trues. We'll talk to the founder, Brian Kerr, right after this break on 610 CKTB. Say something I'm You're listening to The Kevin Jack Show, only on the one voice for Niagara, News Talk 610 CKTV. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us your opinion to 61010. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. I'm joined by Brian Kerr, who's the head of the Niagara Craft Beer Festival, the inaugural first Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Thanks for doing this, man. No now, are problem. we becoming a little, is this our niche? We got a little thing going here with craft beers, like wine in the it, Niagara absolutely. region? Absolutely. Uh, craft beers following suit to what the wine industry did here in, in Niagara, Beamsville, Grimsby uh, 20 years ago. Uh, six to seven craft craft beers, uh, uh, craft breweries open now. Probably looking at uh, fourteen to fifteen in the next uh, five to six years. So it's, it's uh, that popular. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's blown up, and uh, everybody loves a, a a cold craft beer on a warm sunny day. So we're really excited about August twenty second to twenty fourth uh, here in Montebello Park. Big celebration of everything Canadian. Uh, warm weather, cold beer, great food, and some incredible music. USS, The Trues, 
Sunday we're doing local all day. Oh, great! Good uh, for you. So you know what we're 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 trying to promote uh, the region as being that uh, one stop shop. Come down, have some great food. Some wine, some beer. Uh, you know, it, it's an outstanding opportunity for people coming in and out of town as well. So, uh, super pumped on it. Uh, you get your tickets online. You can pick up your tickets at Renaissance uh, Salon on Ontario Street. Only place in town to get hard tickets. Go see Gons. Super great guy. I'll hook you up. Gons has been a big help to me as well. So, what do you think the draw is? Like, what? Why am I drawn to a craft beer before a regular brown bottle beer that comes out of the brewer's retail? Ah, uh, you know, it's 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 really it's really easy. It uh, these guys are small batch brewers. It's uh, uh, you're not going to get to taste the flavors out of anything but a, a, a craft beer. So, uh, these guys are always trying to push the limits. New ingredients. Um, you know, at the, a lot of one-offs you'll find here at the Niagara Craft Beer Festival. Uh, we've purposely not invited our, our, our macro brews because uh, 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 our, our business model really is about uh, uh, really promoting the small brewer. Um, you know, if you're a home brewer out there, really get out and, uh, uh, you know, sample some beers that, uh, you know, some of these started on, on your stoves at home. And uh, we're seeing them uh, not being mass produced, but being produced uh, enough that we can get them in our LCBOs, our local bars, local restaurants, just an enormous push in, in the Niagara region and, and you know, in, in all of Ontario. Uh, you know, big supporters are the LCBO. Uh, and our and our uh, provincial government uh, have done uh, great jobs uh, in trying to really really promote our our, sm- our small batch brewers. They and subsidize you guys. They give you some funds or no? They do. Uh, uh, you know, it, uh, uh, they have in the past and they continue to do so. It's not huge amounts of money, uh, but you know, when we, when we have an organization like the Ontario Craft Brewers uh, Association, it really really helps us promote and uh, and drive business to some of these small guys. Uh, you know, they put their heart and soul into it, and uh, you're not going to get a better beer than getting the beer from down the street. Um, you know, we've got, uh, like I said, six to seven uh, small batch craft brewers here in Niagara now. Uh, you're going to see uh, Brock Brewing Company open up here on Scott Street uh, in Vansicle, uh, probably in January. Uh, but we've had, uh, you know, it, it's it's great to see, right? We've got the Niagara College Brewing Program with John Downing. He's done an outstanding job really, really educating our young students in, in making sure that uh, they're equipped to go out in the field and, and, and have an immediate presence. And you'll see a lot of these students out at some of your local brewers, and uh, these are the guys, these are the geniuses behind putting a, a great quality product on our tables every night. Now, you mentioned macro brewery. What's what's the difference? Uh, we got macro and we got micro. So micro is more of the, the, the small independent brewer, guys that you'll find down here in Niagara, Oast, uh, Silversmith, Oast, Brimstone. Beer. Absolutely love it. Um, uh, uh, you got, obviously, Niagara College. Uh couple gentlemen that uh getting ready to open up their brewery very shortly. Now, uh, these are micros? Brewing. All micros. Macros okay. are anything anything over really fifteen thousand barrels a year. Uh, those are your Coors Lights, your Labatt's, Molson's, oh, and, and, okay. and such. So, uh, you know, and, and that's fine. Everybody has their preference, but you'll uh, you'll start seeing the shelves stocked more at the LCBO with 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 our our local craft beers than what you will with mm-hmm. uh, 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 some of the big boys. And uh, that's what we're staying away from. It's everything small. It's everything independent. It's everything that tastes great. No, I've been hanging out a little bit at Taps only because yeah. uh, the owner there has been very friendly to the local musicians, and he's been putting on some nice shows. Mm-hmm. Was there with a buddy of mine a few weeks ago? Yeah, I don't know. The three or four of us split a few pitchers. Yeah, you know that's not too many glasses, and usually my tolerance <laughs> is pretty driving. good. 
I wasn't driving, but the next day I felt like a truck hit me. And, and he, you know, of course, Eric Martin says, well, you got to get used to it. But, you know, I, I felt like I didn't drink that much, but I really had some lasting effects over it. And then somebody said to me, yeah, well, you'd think when you're drinking all these preservatives, well, I drink green bottle beer. So mm-hmm. mostly I think steam whistles four ingredients. So yeah. I think that used to be a craft beer that kind of blew up. But yeah. is there a difference? Is there a tolerance level? You got to, does it hit you harder as well? Cause I remember having a cream or draft one th- time and I'm thinking, I haven't even finished this pint and I'm feeling, it. I don't feel that off of three or four Canadian. Yeah. You know, it's a, a lot of our craft beers are a little bit on the heavy on the alcohol. Side. So you got to be careful. Some, uh, you know, some of the most flavorful beers, beers will be that six and a half, seven, eight, nine percent. So really? it, uh, uh, you know, it, uh, they'll hit you hard in a hurry. Uh, but you know, but they're, a creamer they're, is only five percent, and I f- still feel a heady buzz off of that when I'm drinking it from tap too. But I don't usually drink tap beer. Yeah, it's a, you know, it, it, it all depends on what you're drinking, and and uh, creamer is a, a little bit different of a, of a craft beer right now because they were bought out by a macro brewery uh, a few years ago. And uh, but you know, go local, and you know, you'll get your six, seven, eight percent beer, hmm. um, and and it's great sitting around the yard having a barbie. Sitting around the fire pit, sitting on the dock, uh, sitting inside at a restaurant, wherever you want to be consuming it. But uh, be careful because uh, 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 they are a little bit heavier in the alcohol. And they sneak side. up on you, and they do absolutely. And and you know you can get slammed in a hurry. Yep. Um, but again, it, it's it's all part of the movement, and uh, people are loving it. Ontario's loving it. You know, we're kind of following suit to what uh, U.S. has done. Uh, U.S. has about 3,600 craft breweries now. Wow. Uh, they have some huge festivals in the U.S. And, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're really trying to, to, to build our own model around, uh, you know, it, keeping it Ontario-based and making sure that uh, we're promoting the local restaurants at our, at our, you know, at, at our beer stops, beer festival stops. Now, do you so. see this turning into we're doing craft beer tours, like winery tours? There are actually. There's a few craft beer uh, tours out there already. Uh, you know, you can find them online. Just you know, Google craft beer tours Niagara, and uh, every small batch brewer will give you a tour, and they'll give you a sample of what they're brewing. Uh, you know, they're super hospitable, and they're a lot of fun to just to be hanging out with and and, and to be supporting, obviously. So uh, this is this is just one of our four stops here uh, in Montebello Park, August 22nd to the 24th. We do the Real Canadian Craft Beer Festival. Hitting that up in the winter, which is a huge success for us last year. Uh, next year, uh, look out Blue Mountain. Uh, Blue Mountain. A pretty incredible stop. And uh, Guelph, you're on our map. Uh, you know what? You're going to be a stop in 2015. Uh, so get pumped up because it's going to be uh, one heck of a 2015. And uh, a lot of pre-planning now. And, uh, you know, we don't get to consume as much beer as probably we would like, but, uh, you know, that's for our ten- uh, attendees to do, not not necessarily for us. So it, uh, uh, we're giving you a great opportunity, a uh, silver platter in it right out there. Get out, enjoy a great weekend at uh, Montebello Park. Who we got for local bands on Sunday? Can you name some of them off the top of your head? Uh, we got Heads Up Lincoln, Educated Guests, nice. uh, Johnny Claus. Educated Guests, no, they're parts of... Alexis, is it? No, no. that's uh, Say Yes. So oh. Say Yes is playing on uh, uh, Saturday night. Okay. So, yeah, that's a, that's a Alexis on Fire minus Dallas Green, and there won't be any surprises. There's no Dallas Green coming out. Uh, <laughs> Say Yes is actually announcing or, or, or uh, putting out their album, I believe, on August 18th. These guys will just blow you away. So they're going to rock. Heavy? Mo- 
not not too too heavy. You'll hear a little bit of Lexus on there okay. uh, when they're playing. Uh, but uh, they're they're, they're going to be great for this, great for uh, uh, the Niagara Craft Beer Festival and in the city this weekend. So uh, get out, enjoy them. Uh, they're going to be opening up for uh, the Trues, which is you know everybody knows the Trues. Yep. Uh, big supporters of Mike Strange in the in the box run as we are. So Strange will be out there as well. Strange will be out there. He's going to be uh, introducing the trues with a couple of uh, nothing uh, like kid, an Olympic yeah. boxer to give a little yeah. MC work he's got too. Some, right? He's got some heavy hands, so you yeah. know what? Uh, stay on his good side. I'll tell you. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's he's a we're a big supporter of Mike and what he's done. Uh, I don't know anybody else that would have you know given up his, the last ninety days of your life to try to raise funds to Agreed. KO kids cancer. So he's doing uh, something at Oaks Park tomorrow uh, to welcome home. Uh, get out and see him. Niagara Craft Beer Festival runs August 22nd to 24th. Brian Kerr is the founder up next. Jason Human Kebab Parsons joins us on the phone. He's headlining on Friday night with USS and his partner Ash Boo Schultz. We'll take his call and yours too if you have any all right here on 610 CKTB. It's the Kevin Jack Show. Call now, 905-688-2582. Toll free at 1-877-610-2582. Or text Kevin with your thoughts and opinions at 610-10. And now, back to the Kevin Jack Show. Welcome back. I am Jim Fan, and all I want to do is grind up next to you. USS comes in. They're going to blow the lid off Montebello Park next Friday for Craft Beer Festival. We heard from the Brian Kerr, the founder. And on the phone with me now from USS, Jason Human Kebab Parsons. Thanks for taking the time, Jason. Yes, thank you for having me. And I hope it's not me that you want to grind up next to. No, no. But I've seen enough of your antics on stage to know that you got a little grind of your own going on there. Tell me a little bit about the Kulukulukulukulu. Uh, Are you guys ripping off Bob and Doug McKenzie there, or what's going on? It's so funny because ever since we uh, finished the track and it was put on radio, um, and the public's had time to digest it. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been accused of uh, the Great White North, Bob and Doug, um, Maroon Five, everything. It's been amazing, actually. Now, I, I'm guessing that you've been accused of being high on drugs on stage too, by by your antics there. Uh, are you drug induced up on stage or what? No, no, no. I, to be honest, I've just I've just always been a naturally energetic, hyper individual, and uh, when you play a show in front of you know a few thousand people and you just like that energy of everybody losing their minds and it's literally in the palm of your hands it's like the most natural high you could ever ask for in life now is honda paying you to wear their gear oh you're talking about my my no honda no sleeve shirt <laughs> yeah. i found that at a goodwill in kitchener three years ago when we were touring canada and it's just stuck with you so you're not getting any uh cash from honda they're not they're not sponsoring you to wear their gear or nothing no, I just thought it was a clever, funny shirt. It had no sleeves, and it was really hot at the time when we were on tour. So, And I'm the kind of guy, like, one pair of jeans, one or two shirts, a whole tour. <laughs> nice. 
Now, a few years ago, I'm standing at uh, the mansion house. A, br- a buddy of mine, Loveman, walks in, and he yeah. says, you got to see USS. I'm like, USS? And I'm a, I'm a pretty heavy music guy. I don't know how many years ago you played Scene Music Fest, but it was over at the Big Bucks Lodge. I went over, and as it turned out, I knew a bunch of your songs, but what's up with Ash making a blender drink on stage? <laughs> For the longest time, um, to close our show... We would make a smoothie, and basically Ash would sing, and he would throw the ingredients of our choosing into the blender as he sang and played guitar. And then when we'd finish the song, we would mix it up, and then we would cheers the crowd, drink it ourselves. Sometimes we'd give it to people in the audience. But that all came crashing down when we went to Singapore two years ago because Ash got electrocuted when he plugged the blender in. Did not. That did not happen. He did. He got electrocuted. It wasn't bad, but it was bad enough that it was like, okay, we gotta, we got to seriously consider putting a pause. And then when we were in Amsterdam a few months later, um, when I tr- put the lid on and turned the nozzle, it exploded on stage, and we weren't the headliner. So, so you made a big like, mess. Yeah, so we were like, you know what, we got to stop. When's the last time you weren't a headliner? Uh, actually, when we, we just toured Canada as opener for Headley and Classified. Oh, nicely done. That was our first arena tour, actually. Now, your new album is exploding. You're nearing a, a million hits with uh, uh, This Is The Best. Uh, yeah. And not far behind, it's the track we just came back with, Ying Yang. Uh, yeah. Tell me about some of these lyrics, man. This Is The Best. You know what? Advanced Basics, in a nutshell, is sort of an autobiographical take on... Just before we recorded it, um, Ash's life and what he's been experiencing the last few years. Yin Yang is more of, we just had fun in the studio. We kind of did it on the spot. We had, a, we had our great team. Tom Salter of the Niagara region produced it. And, you know, he doctored up a whole bunch of cool sounds with his engineer, Mike Wise. And we just kind of, like, freestyled over it. The rest of the album, however, very autobiographical. Um, ups and downs and triumphs in the life of not only the band, but Ash himself personally. So Ash is writing the music, and I mean, my head's an effing mess, crack house arrest, up since Wednesday. (laughs) And you're telling me that that your music's not drug-induced? It sounds like the lyrics are. Well, you know, like I said, I'm the Nashville guy, you know what I mean? So... I'm only, I'm only half the band. <laughs> I got it. Now, describe your function in the band. You're Scratch and Wax, you're a DJ, and DJed with a lot of big acts, too, but what's your function on stage? Yeah, so when we perform live, um, basically, we our songs are, are all beat-heavy, like, you know, like, Ash and I, like, uh, we're, we're both beat-making guys, and uh, I'm, I'm a little bit more into the beats than he is, but um, when we make the tracks, we set them up so I can drop them on turntables, drop them on one of my computers and just play them to the audience. And so essentially like I'm like, you know, the the quarterback of the rhythm section and then I scratch like almost like a lead guitar solo. And then I'm the, uh, then I'm basically the master ceremonies and backup vocalist. Well done. My guest on the phone is USS Ubiquitous Synergy Sir, Synergy Seeker. Jason Human Kebab Parsons is on the phone with me, 905-688-2582, if you want to get a call in with him. We're going to keep you around for an extra segment there, Jason. Uh, tell me about your, your relationship with the local guys down here. You got any friendlies you hook up with? Well, to be completely honest with you, uh, Matt Murphy, our drummer, lives in St. Catherine. 
correct? And that's pretty incredible. So we're, we actually have a really close relationship with the Niagara region. Um, like I said, Tog's uh, Salter, um, he's located just outside of Fort Erie where his studio is. And we've done the bulk of our last two records at that studio in the Niagara region. Now, my son, the Hurricane, sends the shout-out, and I'm told here by text, I'm not sure who's texting in, they said, ask Kebab about pro wrestling. That should be a good discussion. <laughs> what do I got to ask you about pro wrestling? First of all, my son, the Hurricane, are basically Slipknot meets the Brady Bunch in band form, the biggest band in Canadian history. They have to be as big, if not bigger, than Broken Social Scene. But, uh... All the love in the world to those guys. They're very close friends of ours. We've played a lot of shows together all over Ontario. Um, his pro wrestling question is, um, for many years on Halloween and then consequently at USS shows, I arrived as the ultimate warrior. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, that, you don't find that embarrassing? And that's entertaining for the people to come to see you. Well, it's just like, to me, it's like, why can't rock and roll be like the WWE? Like, you start rivalries, you call each other out, and in the end, maybe on stage you have a fake fight, and, like, the band that wins plays the show. Nicely done. Jason Human Kebab Parsons is the other half of Ash Boo Schultz. They are ubiquitous synergy seeker. We'll get more after this break with them all coming up here on 610 CKTB. On your way out, turn the lights out. Take your supermodels and your broken beer bottles I don't care, party anywhere I'm broke man, possibly beyond repair This is the best, this is the best My head is such a f***ing mess This is the best, crack house arrest My head's a mess It's the Kevin Jack Show, only on the one voice for Niagara. News Talk 610 CKTV. Got something to say to KJ? Call now. 905-688-2582. 1-877-610-2582. Or text your opinion to 61010. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. Niagara Craft Beer Festival hits Montebello Park right here in St. Catharines, August 22nd to 24th. The headliner of that show, Friday, USS, ubiquitous synergy seeker. Try saying that five times fast. Human Kebab is on the phone with me. Jason, thanks again for taking the time. Now, Brian wants to ask you a question here. He is the founder of the Craft Beer Festival here in St. Catharines, so we'll let him get in. Hey, what are we drinking on tour right now? Um, you know, the default is always old style Pilsner. Yeah. Um, so you're going to go local. Come when you're down in Niagara, you got to go local. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that what we like to do is, is we always try to reach into the local microbrewery scene, wherever we are. Very cool. And we seem to have great success with that because the local brewers really get a kick out of showing us their latest batch of, uh, brews and wares and whatnot, and um, it, it just makes it fun for us because we get to 
experience, you know, beers that aren't necessarily distributed in, you know, like the greater Toronto area or elsewhere, right? So Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, we have huge expectations for you when you guys are down here. We want you to blow the doors off of St. Catharines. We want oh. this to be the most memorable night that St. Catharines has ever had. Yeah, and, uh, and like I said in those tweets, I run all the social media, so I've been going cool. back and forth with you guys for the last week. But uh, Thank you. Like I said, we want to taste them all. Boy, I, you know what? I got You know what? I can probably make that happen. And, uh, <laughs> after the know, show, after the show, and uh, you know what? Uh, depending on what you do to this to this city, you might end up leaving St. Catharines with your face on a beer bottle, <laughs> and, uh, which would be very, very cool. It'd probably be the most well, popular craft know, beer in um, Ontario. It's uh, it's been a long time coming that we've actually been able that we're returning to St. Catharines proper to do a show and. Uh, you know, the evolution of our band in the Niagara region has just been so, it's been a delicate balance of, you know, playing it when the right opportunity strikes, but also not like oversaturating because it's a very valuable pocket of Ontario for us. And it couldn't be more fitting that your craft beer festival called on us and it was just like winning the lottery at 7-Eleven. My guest on the phone is one half of the ubiqu- ubiquitous synergy seeker, USS Human Kebab, is on the phone with me now. Jason, please tell me, what can we expect this time around from you? Because I think you've got a little bit of su- uh, surprise. Last time you played in St. Catharines, you probably played for several hundred people. I think this time you're going to be looking at several thousand people, but what can we expect from you that's different this time? Well, our show has gotten way bigger. Um, we're a very tight unit now. We've got more songs. The songs are better produced. The overall sound is gigantic by our standards, um, which says a lot because we've always prided ourselves on being bigger and better with every release. In terms of surprises on stage, that might be a best-kept secret for now Okay. under our hat. But um, to be honest, like I'm sure it's going to be nothing short of madness down there. Like. The fact that we haven't been back to St. Catharines proper for a really, really long time. Yeah, was time. the last show Mansion House in the backyard? I think, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, and then probably four or five years ago, you played Scene Fest. Did you play yeah. Scene twice? Yeah, we've done Scene. We did it in 08, and then okay. we headlined it in 2011. Oh, that's right. Decent. Now, now that you have become, you know semi-rock stars. You guys are certainly doing very well. Do you have any crazy riders like the the rest of the celebrity rock stars do? Like only green M&Ms or, you know, only brown chairs or anything crazy like that? Brown chairs? That's really interesting. <laughs> I'd like to see who's riding that in. But, no, we, uh, no, to be honest, we're just a standard, easygoing band. We just take what we can get. Like I said, like, if there's local beer that they can get us, we're all about it. And uh, just, like, healthy options for food because playing shows, like, you get so stressed between soundtrack load-in, flights, and interviews that you don't get to have that lunch that you wanted to have at, you know, like, the local restaurant. So uh, there, there's certain things in order. But I've heard, we've heard ridiculous stories about bands. Like, we just did uh, Boonstock in Penticton, British Columbia, this past weekend. And apparently the electronic DJs on the bill, some of their riders were like four pages long for like one guy. Wow. So that's that's a shocker. It's like it's like the DJs are like the new eighties hair metal guys and the and the rock guys are like the DJs back then. <laughs> 
Now, I think what, well, especially what I like about you guys is you guys seem like you're just a couple normal guys that just blew up. Now, can you put your finger on what actually happened when you turned the corner and what gave you your big break? Well, when I said I first met and became friends, and he had described to me the sort of music he was hearing that he wanted to make, and he was basically, he picked me and said, would you want to do this? We were so excited about the songs that we were creating together and with a few other people that we didn't even really care if anything happened. We just wanted to make the music, fall in love with it, and go and try and play it live and make it a fun, hilarious dance party experience for anybody that was willing to, to partake in one of our shows. And it was in 2007 when we designed Weldon the Sea Drive, our first record, that um, you know, we spent some money. Um, we had a bunch of people help us design everything from the brand to our merchandise to uh, our, our online presence, and we just went for it, and we just let it be. And because we let it be, somebody at 102.1 The Edge in Toronto got a hold of it, brought it into Allen Cross, and the rest, as they say, is history. And it wasn't forced. It was just Ash and I being ourselves and just taking what the universe gave us and just trying to be humbled and, and, and ourselves in the process. Nicely done. Jason Human Kebab. Parsons is my guest on the phone. He's one half of USS, ubiquitous synergy seeker, headlines the show down here at Montebello Park for Niagara Craft Beer Festival, August 22nd. That's a Friday night. Now, Jason, just on the way out, can you put, I know I hate labels too, but if you're to describe your music, and you must have to do this all the time, what do you tell people? Well, generally speaking, we're basically an alternative rock band. Sometimes we say alternative rock electronic. Other times, if you want to pinpoint it, we just say Nirvana at a rave. That easy. (laughs) And hey, funny enough, I don't know if you heard this down on the program, but we actually have to play a show in Vancouver the night before St. Catharines. Oh, no. You better protect that voice of yours then. Oh, no, we're good. How about Ash? Is he okay? We're like seasoned veterans. We're like, it's like Ash and I are like Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire at this point. Actually, I think I saw Ash at L3 when the Hurricane launched their CD down here. He, I think he stepped on stage. I don't know if you were in the house down here at L3 that time. But oh, yeah, he sang, uh, he sang the song that he did with them. Pigeon Park. That's right. Yeah, nice tune. Yeah. Describe for me campfire, campfire After Party. <laughs> it's because when we first started writing music, our friend uh, uh, had a house beside a golf course off the Highway 407, and we used to have campfires till really late at night. And because there was nobody around and they had the sound walls of the highway, we could jam outside until daylight and just hang out and test out our tunes for anybody that was sitting by the campfire. Well done, Jason. On the way out, your word is the last word. What do you got to say for Niagara and St. Catharines as a whole? <sighs> Flat-footed. Now, that never happened before, I bet you. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> I don't know. I just there's so much greatness that has come out of Niagara. Like between Alexis on Fire and Dead Mouse, I don't think that anyone in Niagara region could do any wrong in this world musically. Well, we certainly have a pocket of talent here that I hear from my local bands here that travel the world a little bit, Dan yeah. O'Shea included, that he says, you know what, Jimmy, we got a really cool thing going here. Maybe something like Kingston, maybe like some other parts of the world, but just a local talent base that doesn't exist anywhere else. So I think you're right. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a fascinating place, and to be honest, it's still sort of shocking to me that 
we've been able to consistently come back, build a bigger fan base, and have people really interested in what we do after so many years. So thank you to everybody in St. Catharines and, and the greater Niagara region. And thank you to you. You've been doing a great job promoting this festival down here. I'm very loyal to our town and our city, and I really appreciate that. I will get a chance to put my hand on yours when you come to town and introduce myself. But thanks very much for the time. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you very much. You're welcome. That is USS. Half of it, anyways. Human kebab. You want to check out some wicked videos? Check out USS or Ubiquitous Synergy Seeker. Yeah, this song's over half million hits. Just a couple of normal guys that 10 years ago weren't even together. Now they're blowing up. Canadian style. They're in town August 22nd. That's Friday at Niagara Craft Beer Festival in Montebello Park. Renaissance. Get some hard tickets. Otherwise, get online and find them. I am Jim Fannin. Covering for Kevin Jack. We're back with more, including Rob Howard, after this break. live from the CKTV studios in Niagara. It's the Kevin Jack Show. Call now. 905-688-2582. 1-877-610-2582. Or text Kevin with your thoughts and opinions at 610-10. Welcome back. I am Jim Fan, and my thanks to Brian Kerr, founder of the Craft Beer Festival. It heads up August 22nd to 24th right down here in Montebello Park. And to the band USS for coming in. Human Kebab came in. That was a pretty entertaining couple, entertaining couple segments. Thank you for that. Coming up next, we're going to touch up Rob Hubbard. But, and after that, we've got an important political announcement I've been teasing all day. Since 4.30 this morning when I can get back to sleep. I was so excited. So we got an announcement for you at 6.30. Stay tuned for that. Rob Hubbard, thanks for coming in and making the time, brother. Yeah, no problem, man. It's uh, great to uh, do some radio with you again. Yeah, it's been a long time. We were talking about that. You sold me my first show, and we can say this now, CHSC. No longer Long time favorite, 1220, Mm -hmm. Papa John, the mayor of the morning. Many guys came up through that station and over Mm -hmm. here. I mean, we could go through a list of names. Absolutely. Marino, LaFleur. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Lots of guys. And lots of guys are still here. Now, at 400 bucks a week, I wasn't really good at uh, collecting and money from the advertisers, so it lasted about a year, and I was doing it for fun. Started as a real, you said, fan man, you're right, one of the first guys to call me fan man. That's right. You need a radio show. You need a real estate show. Spoke to my ego completely, and I got bored of the radio show after, what, about eight weeks? Yeah. I'm like, well... yeah, let's do political talk. Yeah, you did a really good job, actually, fan. It was uh, it was pretty fun because I was double doodling uh, around. I had my own show, and plus I was helping out CHSC as being their uh, general manager, and plus working at my day job, which uh, 
you know, most people know I'm a funeral director at Holson English, and uh, yeah, and coaching hockey, and uh, so I had my own show. And you Monday actually, nights, right? Yeah, Monday nights. I it, remember bringing my niece in. She's maybe nine years yeah. old back then. She wouldn't step up to the microphone. No, it's your call. It was she still six does, till, oh, yeah, that's, it's your call. Uh, six till seven, and uh, yeah, I got. Uh, it was fun. It was got to meet a lot of great people, and uh, it was fantastic. Had the show for almost ten years, fan man. No way. Almost now. 10 how, years. Who, who sold you on the show? Who brought you in the first time? Uh, um, actually, it was uh, Dominic. It was, he, eh? Yeah, the owner, of the, he said, you know, I was coming around because Chuck would have me on and doing, uh, you know, some sports stuff uh, because I was, you know, I don't know if I was radical, but I used to tick some people off in St. Catharines because of the Falcons, and, you know, I used to give it to them all the time, and uh, people love that, and so... Uh, yeah, it went from there, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It's amazing how the relationships stick with you. I remember yeah. Brian Baker ripping yeah. me a new one after he saw my <laughs> speech at the Green Party convention. He says, yeah. you're not a comedian. What do you think you're being? He was so angry with I me. Know he was. And then yeah. I saw him at Cat's Caboose, and I said, hey, Brian, like, mm-hmm. I appreciate your communication, but like, what's the... Oh, and he gave it to me again. But uh, yeah. it's funny how those relationships... Jim Marino, still upstanding Absolutely. guy in the community with yeah. uh, uh, Children's Center yeah. and whatnot. So now... You're on to your director, director, uh, funeral director for Halston English. Yeah, I've You've been, been doing there that for, for many, many years. Been years. licensed thirty years. Being uh, it's a privilege to serve some of the families, you know, that have lost somebody here in St. Catharines in the in the area, and uh, you know, it's you know, it's something that I do every day, and uh, it's what I love to be able to help people through a real difficult time, and and my passion is coaching hockey. Yeah, you're the new so, coach of the Fort Erie Meteor, yeah, the Meteors, the yeah. Fort Erie Junior B team. But yeah. now, when did you land that gig? Just recently, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, I was able to uh, get another crack at it. You know, coaching 15 years, you get to build relationships with other owners and GMs. And you were with uh, Thorold Blackhawks for how long? Thorold uh, for a number of years, six to eight years, and Port Coburn a couple years, and okay. uh, Welland a couple years. So. Uh, uh, Tony gave me a call and uh, said, listen, you know, I'd really like to sit down and talk to you about coaching our hockey team. And it's actually quite an honor and a privilege, Jim, to uh, be coaching again. If somebody would ask me that 10 years ago or 15 years ago, I wouldn't have been uh, kind of, it was all about me maybe back then. And now it's about putting uh, a great product on the ice and, and enriching young guys' lives. You know, if I can give back to their lives just a little bit, you know what, it makes it all worthwhile. And I've been given the opportunity by Tony Passero in Fort Erie, and I'm going to make the most of it. So what's your strategy with the young guys? Are you a hard ass? No, you know what, i got to motivate, Jim. you got to motivate. and uh, Motivate like what, Buddy Ryan? Uh, Scream blondes, them down and no, push them around? Blondes, you know. <laughs> no, I'm only just teasing, Jim. It's... Uh, yeah, just hard work, and for some of the guys, I've been fortunate to coach some guys that have gone on, and, and for some guys who have the dream, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with the dream, and I'm still living the dream at 50 years old. You 50, know, looking good in that Eagles shirt, too. I wore nice that pick. because of you, because Atta we boy. went to an Eagles game, if you remember that, and uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun Buffalo. there, and in the Buffalo, uh, that was that was a great night. Rich Stadium back Rich then. Rich Stadium. Yeah. 905-682-582 if you want to get in with Rob Hubbard of Holson English. He's also the coach of the new, well, the new coach of the Junior B team, the Meteors in Fort Erie. We'll take your call if you have anything. And then at 6.30, we'll have an announcement for you as well. All that and more right here. Jim Fannin for Kevin Jack on 610 CKTV. Talk great 
debate. It's the Kevin Jack Show. Call now, 905-688-2582. Toll free at 1-877-610-2582. Or text Kevin with your thoughts and opinions at 61010. And now, back to the Kevin Jack Show. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin for Kevin Jack. Getting you all set up for your weekend here. We're live till 7 o'clock. Rob Hubbard is in the booth with me. He's the funeral director over at Hulse in English and the new coach for the Fort Erie Meteors, a junior, junior B club out there. Now, you must be excited about uh, you know the new arena we're building here. I know you're a local guy, St. Catharines guy. You traveled all over the province in hockey, though. What are you liking about what you're seeing both here and outside? I love St. Catharines, Jim. Uh, you know, it's something I've always promoted. Um, born and raised here. Love St. Catharines. I'm glad watching downtown evolve into a great city, especially with the new arena coming up. Uh, it, it's going to be fantastic to go and watch Ice Dog games there or whatever, you know, concerts, uh, fan man, uh, fan mail or whatever, <laughs> you know, goes on over there. And the new Brock Center. I mean, it's going to be fantastic for downtown St. Catharines. Rob Hubbard is my guest. Would you want to take a call? Sure, let's take one. Barry, you're on the phone with Rob Hubbard. Go. Okay, first of all, Rob, congratulations on getting the coach of the 40-year meters. I hope you have a great season. I don't know if you're going to agree with what I'm about to say, but I've been a longtime fan of the St. Catharines Junior B Falcons. And uh, this is my philosophy on the Falcons. As a fan of the Junior B Falcons, for the next 20 years in a row, I'm, punch- I'm, I'm punching them in to win the Sutherland Cup or nothing. In other words, as a Falcon fan, every year, if they don't win the Sutherland Cup, they have, they have a bad season. That's just the way I feel as a, as a Falcon fan. And I believe Caledonia is in the same league as the Falcons. They're going to be right up there every year. Now, this is what really peeves me off about Junior B hockey. You're the new coach of the Fort Erie Junior B uh, or Fort Erie hockey team or whatever. And I'm saying for the next 20 years in a row, Fort Erie's going to finish 7th or 8th. Why can I predict Fort Erie's going to finish 7th or 8th for the next 20 years in a row? Something's wrong with Junior B hockey there. Maybe I'm going to hang up and I'm going to let you talk about it. Barry, whoa, wow. loaded. Barry it's comes loaded. hard. What I was know. that? Is he angry? He's got know. some <laughs> passion for you, bro. I know. Uh, Did he management. ask you a question? Yeah, or is he just trying to make a point? I think he was trying to make a point. Okay. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, this guy's angry, and uh, we have anger management classes, St. Catharines. Actually, I can do them for you, 1799. I'll promote myself, 1799, personal coaching. Uh, you know, have you come in three or four times, and uh, maybe we can settle you down. But, um, you know, you're a Falcon fan, and a uh, great organization. Uh, they've built it for, you know, over 50 years, and uh, they're they're going to compete for championships every year. That's just the way they are. A population of 150. Fifty thousand dollar or one hundred fifty thousand people, free ice. I mean, we can go on. Um, seven imports. I mean, it's a great program. They they sell their programs and they sell uh, their advertising, and that's just the way it is. And when you win, that's the easiest recruiting tool. Uh, Jimmy is is that when you win, they will come and. He, he says that Fort Erie's going to finish 7th or 8th every year. Uh, well, I'm going to try and change that. Uh, and you know what? I don't think they're going to finish 7th or 8th in the, for the next 20 years. And I challenge him that. I mean, he's more than welcome to walk down to 610 right now. Put some money uh, down? Put some money down right on it. And actually, you know, if he doesn't want to put some money down, we can settle our score right out on uh, St. Paul <laughs> oh, Street. I, I don't know. Stop I mean, it. <laughs> now Barry's not going to call us anymore. Now, have you, got, you haven't had a, a taste for recruiting in Fort Erie. How do you think it might be different than recruiting in Thorold or Port Colburn? Uh, well, I've been recruiting right since day one, and uh, they're going to be surprised. We've got three or four kids that we've already signed and, and brought them on board. And uh, we're going to have an exciting team, Jim. We're going to be young. And that's one thing that I've always done is I tried to promote the young guys and give them an opportunity to play. 
And yeah, you know what? We're going to take our lumps against St. Catharines and Caledonia, but you know what? We're not going to lie down. We've got a bunch of young guys that want to play. I interviewed every kid uh, once I took the team over, and uh, Tony and I have uh, talked, and you know what, Jim? We're going to try and do the best we possibly can, and you know what? If somebody wants to throw stones at me or the Falcons or Welland or Buffalo, you know what? It's our NHL, and you know what? Say what you want. I'm not going anywhere, Jim. This is my NHL, and I've been around for 15 years, and I've had the privilege to coach a lot of young guys and uh, been fortunate to be uh, with an organization. So I'm I'm awful, uh, I, I guess, thankful for it. And, now, how uh, sad are you going to be to see the Jack go? The old barn sad. that that I, is? I, yeah, you like it, eh? I love it there. That in Niagara Falls, because a few years ago when we beat out Niagara Falls and we also beat St. Catharines, uh, when I coached Port Coburn and, and Thorold, I was able to win some championships in Thorold or be part of a championship team. The young men are the ones that won the championship. And uh, they were chanting my name, Jimmy. And uh, I've got a couple of uh, front-page standards uh, that were uh, plaqued by Joe Ferranti down at Franny Framing. I'm going to give him a plug. Uh, he frames it up for me uh, every time I, I'm fortunate to be in the paper. And uh, I'm grateful to have the people and the friends that I do. And I'm just thankful to be back coaching. I, I just love coaching, and I love the Junior B loop. It's our NHL. Yeah, now how many teams in that loop? Eight. Eight, and what are, what are some of your favorite or, barns no, to play in? Yeah, there's nine, actually. Yeah, okay. There's nine, that's right. Wow, there, i got to get up to speed. Uh, favorite barn, St. Catharines, on a Friday night. I love going in there. Lots of fans. Niagara Falls, they hate me in Niagara Falls. I mean, I coached Chippewa the last couple of years, but, I mean, Niagara Falls, uh, those are two barns, pretty special. Uh, really love going into those barns. So how does the fan, or why does a fan get a hard-on for Rob Hubbard? Well, what makes them hate you? I'm, I don't know. You're a good-looking guy. Uh, you seem to be nice enough in person. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you got an edge to you. Yeah, but, uh, maybe a little. I know you're also a tough guy too. No, so. no, no, not at all. <laughs> Love lacrosse though. That's a, That's great a tough sport. man sport. And uh, so, what, what reasons are you just mouthy on the bench? Are you hard on your guys? Or I think uh, you send out enforcers at the right time to take out the star players, or yeah, all of that. I think it's just uh, the edge and people. It's competitive, and uh, you know everybody wants to win, and I want to win just like the next guy. And you know, at the end of the day, I don't like losing. And I, I think my philosophy's changed, Jim. Over the years, is you, you maybe lighten up a little bit as you get older. I'm 50; I still got an edge, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know what? I just want to be able to to give a program an edge and, and an identity, and I think I've done that for the last 15 years. And you know what? It's about the young guys, and really, I, I can't stress that enough. Is, is that I'm so excited to be part of an organization that really wants me. And uh, you know, Tony opened his arms and said, "Hey, Rob, you know what? It's up to you. Let's go." Let's uh, roll our sleeves up. We've got a lot of work. We, we've we got to fill some holes. And you know what? That's what it's all about. You know what, Jim? It's easy to coach the top teams. It's easy to coach those teams. Those guys land, you know, the big stars. It's easy to open and close the door. You know, you look in the NHL. It's easy to coach the Kings. It's easy to coach Chicago. It's easy to coach Caledonia. You know what? Coach a team that you need to really coach, and let's see where your skills are. And if you're worried about the seventh or eighth place team, then you're you're really insecure about your coaching. So, I mean, I'm giving a shout out to some of the guys. I'm just teasing. I just want to give an edge right there. Now, tell me about uh, training camp. How many kids are you expect to register, and then how quickly you have to cut it down? What's the window here? How long yeah. are we looking at? When's um, it start? First of all, August 18th. We're on the ice seven till nine at Fort Erie. So if there's so any... when's registrations close? Uh, right then and there. Okay, uh, come on out. You can come me. out. On the on the seventeenth, did you say? No, the eighteenth, August eighteenth, nineteenth. You can 20th. show up and get on the ice and try out. Absolutely. And you got first nine. cuts that night. 
Uh, yeah, no, we'll we'll keep guys around and uh, have a real good. How many look guys at them. usually on the ice for the first game? Uh, between forty and sixty. No way. Yeah, so it's going to be That's fun. A big group of guys. Yeah, we're gonna. We've got a lot of letters out, and we've talked. We've basically talked to a lot of guys, and you know, as long as they got a permission to skate, if they're coming from another organization, or okay. you know, they're coming down to Brock, and you know, they want to play, and they're not going to sit on the bench, and uh, hey, come and see me. Uh, we'd love to have you. So 40 to 60 guys in the first skate, and then how fast and how quickly are you down to how many? Uh, we'll start to move some players. Uh, I speak to everybody that I move. I don't put their name on a, uh, a lineup. A list. I, I speak Outside to the dressing everyone. room? No, I speak to every guy and tell them you know, what I'm looking for, or you know, maybe what they didn't bring today. And probably around uh, August 20th, we'll start to move 20, 25 players, and we'll probably get it down in the second week to a real manageable probably somewhere between 30 and 31 players. And what's the final roster? Uh, probably September 6th, 7th. How because, many? Uh, 23. 23 guys. Nicely done, Robert. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks for coming in. It's been a long time. I've been yeah. chasing you for a long time. <laughs> Thanks, good man, to get man. You in. It's uh, great to be here, and uh, good luck with uh, the radio gigs. Uh, no, we're having a lot of fun know, with it. I appreciate it. Uh, that's good. Thanks good for luck, tapping man. on my door. I'm sure there was a commission involved there, but uh, uh, hey, got me in the door. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man, man. No problem. Rob Hubbard is my guest. He is the funeral director down at Hulse in English right here in St. Catharines and the new coach for the Fort Erie Meteors, the Junior B Club there. Soon he'll be coming to the, forget the Jack, he'll be coming to the Meridian Center to mix it up. Brand new. Uh, no, I yeah? think we're, well, oh, you're no, in the Jack still. Yeah, we're still for a couple jack, more years. Yeah, a couple more what years, am I talking yeah. about? Now we got to leave the... Let's get into the politics about that, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll do that another time. My name's Jim Fannin. Coming up next, we got a political announcement for you. I've been sitting on for a while. I'm anxious. Here we go, right here on 610 CKTV. It's the Kevin Jack Show. Call now, 905-688-2582. Toll free at 1-877-610-2582. Or text Kevin with your thoughts and opinions at 61010. And now, back to the Kevin Jack Show. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. Starting your weekend off right. We're live till 7 o'clock right here on 610 CKTB. Filling in for Barb, who's filling in for KJ, and we got some holidays. So we're shuffling the deck chairs around a little bit here at 610 CKTB. Patrick Smolarek is running the board. My next guest is Sandy Bellows. Thanks for coming in, Sandy. Now, you dropped something on me last night, and that was totally unexpected for me. You're not going to run for mayor, are you? I'm not running for mayor, no, but I plan to uh, um, put my papers in on Tuesday as uh, running for the candidate for the Grantham Ward for St. Catharines. Grantham Ward, congratulations. City councillor, I'm going to give it a try. Okay, so now I know you're no stranger to politics. Why Grantham Ward? Uh, I grew up in uh, St. Catharines on, um, off of Bundy between Scotland Wall and Star Circle. My mother still lives there. I lived there most of my life. Oh, and, that's um, why I know Brian Bellows, because he was just down the street. We used to borrow his nets when we were kids, because he had the best hockey nets. <laughs> well, I'm glad he and did. a damn good hockey player, too, a little bit older than me. 
Yeah, well, he's going to be 50 September 1st. Yeah, I'll be 46 September 22nd. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, he's a little okay. bit older, and that's why we got all the good stuff. He had good good equipment. Well, well my dad worked that. seven days a week to provide for that. So, you know, there was nothing in our days. You know, there was not all the hockey camps and all the, you know, the special elite uh, equipment and uh, camps that there are today. But, uh, you know, he did his best, and we always had people in our backyard or they're out playing road hockey. Once in a while, I'd stand in as a goalie, but uh, I couldn't take the shots anymore. After getting hit a couple times, that was enough. Sandy Bellows is my guest. She's announcing her intent to file her nomination papers for city councillor in the Grantham Ward. Sandy, why? Well, you know, I had a taste of um, political life when I ran uh, in 2011. And did very well. Thank you. Very close. We were so, so close. And it was the best experience of my life um, to see people today coming up to me and say, I wish you'd run again. Like, you know, I really wish you'd gotten in. And I've had a lot of community support um, by my family and just people randomly out in the community that have said, why don't you run? Why don't you run for mayor? And I said, well, no, not I'm not ready for mayor. And they said, well, why don't you try for city council? And I've had a whole group, you know, talking to me the last couple of months. And then I decided, you know, why not? My mom lives there. And why not represent the people uh, in the Grantham Ward where I grew up and, um, you know, represent them to to the point where they're going to know who I am. They'll know where I am. They'll see my face and uh, they'll know they'll be able to get in touch with me because I really believe we want to go back to the days where we all took pride in our city and build it up again. So I'm ready and I'm willing to go on Tuesday. We're going to hit the ground and I would really appreciate anyone's support to get out there and help us and let's uh, get me in there. Nicely done. Sandy Bellows is my guest. She's be filing some papers on Tuesday to run as municipal candidate in the Grantham Ward. Sandy, I really appreciate the time. Now, you ran as a progressive conservative of Ontario. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. So that gives you a little taste of political life and debating and also the provincial realm of politics. Have you stayed up with the politics, the municipal politics, the run for mayor and all this kind of stuff over the last, I mean, this is been a crazy council at region uh, you know st catherine's council is not so uh radical uh, maybe <laughs> i mean maybe that's the word you could use but have you been paying attention i yes i've been paying attention and now i'm obviously going to zero in on i mean just because you're running for your ward you're still a counselor for the city of st catherine's but i want to find out what um what matters most to the people in the Grantham Ward, and then bring that to council, and then work with all the city councillors to bring St. Catharines back to where it was in the golden years. Now, what are the planks of a platform that you get passionate about? I mean, you must sometimes look at the, like I do, I watch Kojiko, or we watch these broadcasts at council, and you're like... You just want to strangle somebody. What are you passionate about? What drives you crazy about politics? Um, What really drives me crazy um, is that I really believe... The average um, income has shrunk. And, you know, I hear from people every day and, you know, I'm living it as well. Our taxes are through the roof. And I really think that we've got to keep our taxes under control. And I don't think you're going to get an argument from any citizen in St. Catharines that we've got to take control of our spending budgets. We've got some really good projects on the go. And I think that uh, if we keep our taxes um, low and we don't increase them, and if there's anything that we as a city decide that we really need, then we've got to find a creative way of, you know, um, coming up with the money. And we can't keep on going to the purses of the citizens. I think enough is enough for a couple of years. Let's keep it level and, uh, you know, start balancing our budgets. That's a great word. Now, 
had you had a vote for the PAC or for the Meridian Center at the time, are you supportive of those two projects? Would you have voted in favor of them? I'm very supportive of the Meridian Center, and um, I work downtown, so I see what's happening downtown. Like, you're starting to see more restaurants, you're starting to see more people down there. Less vacancies is the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the fact that we're going to have a grocery store very shortly, because we really need that downtown. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that Brock's going to be down there, and, you know, the... um, the um, theater, everything, uh, it's really its really changing the scape of uh, St. Catharines, and I think we need that. But I also think that we need some really good paying jobs here in St. Catharines, and we've got to start getting people back to work. I mean, that's my job. Sandy Bellows is my guest. She's going to launch her campaign on Tuesday. She's going to file her papers down at City Hall with her intention to run for the Grantham Ward. 905-688-2582. Sandy, just, just on the way out, we'll touch on this in the next segment, but tell me about your personal story. I mean, many people know it, but start from the beginning if you can and just lead us into mm-hmm. the next segment and tell us what exactly happened. Well, on January uh, 22nd, 1990, I was working at Bell Canada, and I went on my lunch hour to the, uh, used to be the First Ontario Credit Union, Family Savings Credit Union on Niagara Street. As I was coming out of the credit union, I was grabbed at knife point by um, a fellow that uh, just told me to shut up and get into the car. We had to look like a married couple. I just remember freezing, but screaming, and um, hoping someone would come and help me. No one did. As we got into the car and we were driving away, I could see four people standing there watching what happened to me and did absolutely nothing. Um, whether they, I didn't ask, they didn't have to intervene, but someone could have got a license plate, someone could have called the police, but nothing. I ended up spending five hours with this lunatic and uh, only to find out that he had raped and murdered a girl in London, left her in a closet full of porn. Then from there he went to Toronto to a par- underground parking garage and he beat a man to death with a steel pipe so that uh, his brain was outside of his head. He died 36 hours later and then he took that dead man, the fellow that he'd killed, he took his car and he um, was waiting in the credit union parking lot and I ended up spending the five hours with him when he said he was going to let me uh, let me go. He drove into a wooded area in the middle of winter made me take each article of clothing off, made all kinds of rude and crude comments. And then I was brutally raped, beaten. And uh, he saw a re- uh, he saw a man on a tractor come, so he told me to get up after I'd been uh, raped and beaten. And um, the most horrific things another human being could inflict on another person was done to me. I got up and I ran, no clothes, there's... There's um, snow on the ground and tree trunks, but I ran towards this uh, guy in the tractor because I wanted him to know that I was in trouble. He grabbed me, threw me into the trees. He uh, jumped on me and kicked me with steel-toed construction boots. He stabbed me several times, but I got up again and tried to run again. He jumped on me, kicked me, and stabbed me. And after so many minutes, uh, finally I'd passed out. And the man on the tractor, um, when I woke up, was going with an axe to my car to try and stop him. He got away. He he ended up going on a five-day crime spree, but for uh, the last... Well, since they caught him several days later, uh, he's been in prison ever since. Now, I, this, wow, <laughs> first of all, uh, like I've, I've heard bits and pieces of this. You've been on the station talking about it before. Right. How the hell do you ever get over something like that? Like, I look at you. You're a beautiful woman. You you seem like you've got your act together. Mm-hmm. How the hell do you get over something like almost being killed by a deranged lunatic? Well, I don't really, uh, I'll be honest with you. Maybe you'll never get over it. I don't, um, know. I don't think you ever get over it, but you can either be a victim and carry that around. 
for the rest of your life. Poor me, poor me. Or you can take action and you try and, you know, find whatever you need to do to go on. And that's what I did. I had a good family. I came from a, you know, a decent uh, middle class family that, you know, everybody cared about each other. And um, through friends, relatives, family, uh, everybody supported me. And then, you know, when you get to see the, your attacker in jail and he's gained weight and he's flexing his muscles at you and you know that Jeez. he's had an affair with his parole supervisor... And, you know, she's the one that ended up turning him in with my description. And you think there's something wrong with this. So little by little, I, I wanted to, I wanted him to know that, you know what, you may have had the choice that day. I didn't have a choice whether I was abducted or not, but damn it for the rest of my life, I'm going to fight you and I'm going to make sure you never see the light of day. And that's what I did when I finally had the opportunity to go to his parole hearing in December in BC. Now, you, is there any time after this event that you feel like you, this, you're you the only one that's experienced anything like this? And what's the transformation out of that so that you can help people? Well, it took me probably a good five years. Um, I started speaking about two years after this happened. And then when I spoke to the police chiefs of Canada conference, and then I spoke at a sexual assault conference, and um, I remember meeting someone, and I... I just remember I was standing up there and I was talking and there was a lot of uh, police officers there and they looked at and I, I said what I had to say and I did my spiel and all of a sudden everybody was just staring at me and, and I just, the tears were just coming out of me. I thought, well, don't they get it? And all of a sudden these hardened police officers who have seen so much in their lives, they all stood up and some of them were crying. So that's why they couldn't get up and they gave me a standing ovation. And um, that was that was the turnaround. And then when I speak, there's usually between two and 12 women, sometimes even men that have been sexually assaulted or abused. And uh, they haven't told their story because they're afraid to. Well, you know what? Things have changed. And now, you know, we're all talking about it. And you need to talk about it. And you need to trust someone to talk about it. Sandy Bellows is my guest. Coming up after this, we'll talk about the transformation and how she's become a victim's advocate. And some of the baby steps that she sees in the justice system and the parole system under our present conservative government. More on that. Jim Fannin for Kevin Jack right here on 610 CKTV. It's the Kevin Jack Show, only on the one voice for Niagara. News Talk 610 CKTV. Got something to say to KJ? Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text your opinion to 61010. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin, joined by Sandy Bellows, who dropped on me the other day. She's running for the Grantham Award. She's going to fill her paperwork out on Tuesday, get her nomination papers in, so you'll have a news item coming out about that. Sandy, you know, thank you so much. I mean, it's got to be so difficult to talk to anyone about this, and, uh, you know, I, I just, I'm so proud of you for the way you, you get it out there without... I mean, you've got to be fighting emotions all the time. How do you think the system has changed since all this went down, I mean, politi- the political system, the justice system, and the parole system, have you seen any baby steps? Or? I've seen a lot of changes. In, like, I um, I was joking around with, um, um, when I met Stephen Harper, Prime Minister Stephen Harper at the Victims' You were joking Rights. around with Stephen Harper. Yes. Now, I tell said, me Stephen Harper's got a sense of humor. <laughs> he does. Oh, my gosh. Because he asked me, you know, 
what my story was. Like I was one of 60 invited guests and I, and I thanked him for being there because it meant a lot to me. Um, I felt, you know, very well respected for, you know, being the victim's advocate and helping people and even getting my story out there. And I said to him, like, people are always putting down our justice system. And yes, it's not perfect, but it's a lot better than it used to be. I think victims now feel that more than ever that they can come forward, that the police will believe them, that, you know, we have victim services that will accompany the victim. Um, there's, you know, all di- there's all kinds of um, different groups and organizations there that are always willing to help. And I myself, although um, I work as a, a general manager for CNN Staffing, I also help victims at night. The police will call me when they've got a victim that uh, can't get through with their victim impact statement or they're going to be going um, to face their attacker. And they've asked me to talk to these victims. And every time that I've been able to talk to them, they say the difference between myself and a counselor. Counselors, they're the professionals. I'm not. All I can do is talk the talk because I've walked the talk. And um, I always tell them that, you know what, you'll be a victim until you decide to become victorious get rid of that i'm a victim no yes we're all we'll always be a victim but we can become victorious we can speak up we can face our attackers and we can let everyone know that it was not right i didn't ask for this to happen gone are the days when they say well it must have been what she wore it must have been what she said things have really changed and everyone uh, as far as i know is very positive out there um, when i spoke with to the police chiefs conference and police officers they said they never thought about the way they talked to victims before. Um, the people that came to me in the hospital, you know, before they, they were very sterile and it was almost cold. And I looked at them and I said, listen, I have lost so much. I don't even know who I am right now. I don't know what what's happened, but all I know is I need someone who cares and someone that's a friend. And I think we've seen a lot of that change in our in our justice system. You know, like three times now you're out. Um you know, the fact that I was able to go to that parole board and ask them if I could face my attacker because you're supposed to That's sit behind be him. I got to tell you, it was the most peaceful night that I ever had of sleep to know that Were you I surprised f- by that. Uh, very surprised because well, I'm surprised hearing you say it right now. So <laughs> I didn't know peaceful. What, to, what do you mean? peaceful? Like, I didn't know what to expect. And they the day before I asked if I could go and see, you know, where the prison was, where the parole hearing was going to be. I met with the parole board people there, um, not like the parole board workers, and they gave me a tour of the outside. The prison wasn't like Kingston. They're all little cottages, and then you could see the mountains. But the fact of the matter is I was I was educated, I was informed, and I was ready because there was there wasn't going to be a day that he was going to get out. And I wanted to make sure that those parole board members at the hearing, that they could see the pain, they could hear it in my voice, but I wanted them to walk the journey of the last 24 and a half years and let them know what I had to endure, what I had to go through, and what I'm going to continue to go through until, uh, you know, hopefully he'll never get out of prison. That's a great lead. And now we talked and we touched on some things about how you've gotten over how has this event in your life changed you permanently? Or are you still working on getting over some things? But, I mean, how has it changed you as a woman now where you're just, what, Some I can expect that you might say, well, I'm careful. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, uh, I don't trust easily. But mm-hmm. do, can you identify some personality change uh, traits that have changed 
you now compared to before? Sure. I mean, I was always, I'm, I'm a positive person. I always have been and very sociable. Um, that's the one thing that was taken from me. Um, I was afraid to be out in the public. I was afraid that people were walking behind me. And believe it or not, uh, in the very beginning, I felt that women were the cruelest to me. A lot of them judged me and, you know, I'd hear them talking. Well, why didn't she scream? Why didn't she do this? Why didn't, well, you know, it's all, it's all good and well to say that, but I did scream and I screamed and I screamed, but nobody came to my side. Um, And then I just think that we have to be, as a society, we have to be a little more careful. We have to have our keys in our hand when we're going out to the car. And we have to make sure that if we've got tons of packages, have those keys out. And your number one priority should be to get to that car and get in there as quick as possible. So I've always got that haunting behind me. Someone's going to come up from behind me. Um, It took me uh, almost... Uh, 18 years to be able to, uh, you know, walk the path behind where I live now by Martindale Road. Um, But I got to tell you, the man that saved my life, he's 88 years old, Al Pike, and I was just at his birthday party. Uh, Him and I are like... um, we're two peas in a pod. He always tells everybody, this is Sandy. She's the daughter I never had, but he considers me his daughter. So we still keep in touch. And I tell you, without that man getting involved, like he could have turned his his tractor the other way and I would have been dead. But no, he got involved. And yes, he was a retired OPP officer. But I always tell people, you know what? It doesn't, you don't have to intervene, but get involved. Take a phone number down. And, um, and I try and encourage people because you know what? It's up to us whether we want to continually be a victim or get out there and try and help other people. And that's what I want to do with City Council, too. I want to help people. I survived for a reason. I keep on thinking, okay, what is the reason? What is the reason? Why did this happen to me? There is no answer, but I want to give back to the community, and I'll give back to victims of violence. Anybody that needs any help, I'm there for them. Sandy Bellows is my guest. Thank you so much. What a horrific and heartwarming story all together. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad we had that conversation. I wasn't expecting to go there. I thought we'd talk a little bit more politics, <laughs> but really, thanks for opening up and being so frank. Well, and, thank and you, open Jim. I, I appreciate I appreciate the opportunity to come on here. And you know, if I can ever encourage any uh, you know any victims out there, like come forward. You know, it's it's not the dark dark days like it used to be. You know, our government's there. They're changing bills. There's a victim bill of rights. So um, thank you for having me oh, and i welcome. look forward to seeing you again awesome sandy bellows is my guest i want to thank brian kerr the founder of the Niagara craft beer festival check that out august 22nd that starts thanks to the uss for coming in jason human kebab parsons for getting in here and give us some, some entertaining conversation and to rob hubbard He's the coach of the new new coach, the Fort Erie Meteors. And thanks to Patrick Smolik running the board. I am Jim Fannin for Kevin Jack. Until next time, I am out.